0: Hi, guys, and welcome to Dyslexia Demystified. I am Nathaniel, and for this episode, I am joined by Antonia and Alma. We are today continuing strong with season two our episode on dyslexia and behavior traits and confidence. So um, how the structure of this episode is going to work is I am going to ask one of our lovely guests or members (laughs) of the group... uh, uh essentially a question um to what extent they agree with one of these traits that have been commonly ascribed to those with dyslexia and then we'll kind of have like an open discussion about them if there's some conversation that comes out of it yeah
1: it's like you immediately know someone's an ib student when they use the term to what extent (laughs) Yeah,
0: very true
2: Also, can we talk about how we got referred to as guests? I Out- know.
1: It kind of hurt. <laughs>
0: I mean, we're all guests to some degree.
2: I, if you word it like that, we'll forgive you. <laughs> anyway, how are we going to... Who's going to do the first one?
0: Um, I'll do it.
2: Okay, sounds good.
0: Fantastic. So, um, in terms of behavior, those with dyslexia are often described as class clowns. Antonio. Antonio.
2: <laughs> say Antonio. No. <laughs> oh my! I swear he said Antonio. He, he.
1: It's okay. He also pronounces my name wrong. It's, okay. it's all. It's all been accepted at this
2: point. <laughs> okay. Continue your question. I'm listening.
0: To what extent do you agree with the point that those with dyslexia could be, are more likely to become class clowns?
2: Oh, I think that's a very heavy generalization, because I think, again, there are so many factors that, like, determine um, whether you're a class clown or not, because I think that, like, dyslexia alone does not, like, determine, like, your personality to that extent. Wow, we're really using that phrase a lot today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But with class clowns like how would you guys define a class clown because i think of a class clown as somebody who's like very loud in class and like kind of like annoys teachers in more a negative way than positive way do you guys see it the same way yes not necessarily not always
1: Mm -hmm. i would just think of like someone who likes to make a lot of jokes Mm -hmm. in class and it might be disruptive but sometimes I feel like there are some teachers who really like when there's a student who makes a lot of jokes and keeps the class more uh, relaxed. I guess you could say.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. So I don't th- think
1: it has to be like a student who disturbs the class negatively.
2: Okay, so it can be a, like cheerful class clown.
1: Exactly. You know.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: You <Keeping laughs> can vibe.
2: I mean, class clowns. Like, I guess it depends with how confident you are, because like I've never heard of a insecure class clown. Like, I think in order to be a class clown, you have to be very um, proud and, like, confident. And, like, you are probably not scared to, like, make jokes in front of the whole class, which I think is definitely not something all dyslexic people have. Like, I don't think you guys think of me as a class clown, right?
1: Not particularly, no. No.
2: Like I have no problem interrupting people in class, which is probably something I shouldn't be very proud of <laughs> and I also tend to look, like I don't know I don't really have many class climate kind of attributes, so I'd say this is a very heavy generalization. What do you guys think? or hold on, <laughs> Alma, what do you think?
1: <laughs> well, I think it's it's less about being confident and more being outspoken, which I don't think necessarily have to go hand in hand mm-hmm um but I think generally to just say that because you have a learning difference you're gonna be a class clown I mean I guess this is based off of the fact that maybe uh they wouldn't be as engaged with the material maybe that that's how you would probably reach that assumption but Mm -hmm. I don't really think that the first thing I think of when I think of someone with dyslexia is a class clown uh I know other people with dyslexia who are also tend to be quiet in class or at least aren't like absolute comedians in class <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't think it's a fair conclusion to me because
2: i think me and you have a dyslexic person in our class are like the least clown like class clown people in our class or i don't know i can't see either of us be very like yeah like that what do you think nathaniel
0: yeah i think that um like what alma said is that yeah totally like Um, just because you're a class clown and you're very outspoken does not necessarily mean that you're like deep down not insecure. And in fact, it can come from like um, you are insecure, so you project confidence and the way you project confidence and being outspoken is by being a class clown. And maybe because um, those with dyslexia are more likely to feel um, less secure in a classroom setting, they could be more likely to then try to um, kind of distract from that. Um, by being more of a class clown, but I, I do agree that it's kind of a lot of, it's a very big generalization, and I would say that the vast majority of dyslexic people are mm-hmm. unlike be class clowns.
2: That actually makes a lot of sense, because I'm trying to think how you would come to such an assumption, but, like, if you kind of, like, see, like, look at it from that angle as kind of, like, a distraction from their struggles, um, then it kind of makes sense why people would automatically assume that people who are dyslexic tend oh be more class clown like but again we need to take in account that this is a very heavy generalization as i said five times before
1: <laughs> but i have to say i mean when we were looking at the uh things not to say to a dyslexic person i i wouldn't even reach that conclusion of um people with dyslexia being class clowns from there like i just really want to know how they reached this conclusion <laughs>
2: Yeah, maybe they're just a very high number of dyslexic class clowns, therefore, they think that's a very common <laughs> attribute. I don't know. I, I need to know the source of this, you know? <laughs> Nathaniel, do you have a source?
0: I do have a source, actually.
2: Ooh, OK.
0: The source is uh, dynamiclearningsolution.co.za. <laughs>
2: okay interesting i mean maybe they're right maybe we don't know but that's just what i would think from the top of my head
1: Antonio, maybe you're a class clown and you just don't know it yet
2: exactly maybe i'm a class clown in the making guys we don't know <laughs> we can tell for sure. <laughs> yeah so um what about the next one
0: right so um the next point is insecurity so we touched on on this one a bit already but um essentially this states that people with dyslexia are are more likely to have um insecurities than those without dyslexia um alma uh to what degree do you think this is true
1: i think this one actually has a much higher of being accurate again i don't think every single dyslexic person is more insecure than every person who doesn't have dyslexia however I can definitely see where this tends, because a lot of the time, even if people have finally reached the conclusion that just because you have dyslexia doesn't mean you're stupid, like, people will often be like, oh, they're not stupid, they just have dyslexia, which I think still, like, puts them in the same boat, which I think is ridiculous, because let's say, okay, this person with dyslexia has a harder time spelling, they make a lot of spelling mistakes, that doesn't necessarily make them dumber. Like, it's not just either you're dyslexic or you're stupid. You just have the harder time spelling that doesn't change your intelligence. And I think that putting them in the same boat then um, would make them more insecure, especially with uh, a lot of teachers still not understanding this concept and uh, really doubting people with dyslexia. Totally.
0: Antonia?
2: I 100% agree um for instance in class i a hundred percent remember um when we had to read things out loud in turns and i was always so embarrassed i felt so insecure about having to read things out loud i was like i remembered i when i really struggled with reading i was kind of like guessing the letters and was just like (laughs) uh, pretending like i could read even though i had no clue what i was doing and i felt so insecure about it because obviously Um, even though like at a young age you can still like notice you falling behind like I was not stupid I realized that the other people were better than me and I 100% even at age six or seven felt insecure about it um so I 100% agree with what was saying as well um even now um at a older age you still get like comments that are not that to hear and that even still makes you insecure even if you can read so I feel like no matter what age group you're in as a dyslexic person you always will feel this like extent of insecurity if that makes any sense
0: mm-hmm. totally does yeah I think that makes sense is that um because of this difference there's like almost a universal um amount of kind of misjudging of people with this learning difference. And even if it's just to a minor degree, that can lead to people being insecure, not like generally necessarily insecure about everything, but just insecure in those areas they feel that they're lacking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So should we move on to the next one? Sure. <laughs> cool. So the next one is that those with dyslexia are more likely to feel withdrawn and a lot less likely to ask for help. Um, Do you think this is true, Antonia? Uh,
2: Yeah, I think so, because the thing is going back to like elementary school again, I'm sorry, (laughs) Um, you can see like other people Um, or other students have a way easier time with reading and then you kind of like compare yourself to the others and you're like oh so what they're doing is normal what I am struggling with is not normal so you kind of feel like embarrassed again about and you're like well why should I ask for help if everyone else seems to have an easy time with it then I'm like the only one struggling with it so that kind of is like not normal and therefore embarrassing so I 100% 100% again see why people with dyslexia are withdrawn because they're kind of again often very ashamed of it and like yeah it 100% makes sense to me I keep saying 100% I realize <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like trying to emphasize like yes yes does make sense you know well you,
1: we were asked for what extent so you know you're giving the extent I, yes
2: exactly I'm giving you numbers and facts here okay <laughs> Do you
1: want to continue? Yeah, I think um, looking not necessarily at elementary school, more middle school. I remember everyone who would um, have tutoring would get made fun of for that, or almost oh everyone.
2: Yes, and I,
1: I think here, if you get, um, I don't know, can you call it like dyslexia tutoring or teaching? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that takes it to an even higher level of um things that would not be expected to be given to the average student even though a lot of people struggle with or have dyslexia um it's not really something that you would expect someone to have and so it really surprises people and then i can only see people being even more made fun of for this
2: yeah which I remember. is
1: ridiculous but
2: yeah yeah makes like <laughs> i was about to say makes <laughs> okay i'm gonna stop with that i swear i'm sorry but um, I, again, I want to go back to a memory I had, um, for instance, when I was in elementary school, we kind of had like this reading teacher come in, um, I think once a month or something, not very often. And she's like this retired old lady. She was quite nice. Anyway, but she, while we would do our reading practice uh, in the class, like she'd come in and then she'd chat with the teacher in front of the class. And then she'd always be like, Antonia, can you come with me? And I remember it. I was like so mortified every time she came, which is ridiculous because her intent was to help me. But like the fact that like she singled me out in front of the whole class and then like I had to go into extra room to do easier reading exercises with her just made me feel like so ashamed. I, I still remember it. I don't <laughs> like it, which is so stupid because she's trying to help me. But still, I mm-hmm, um, don't know.
1: I think I think we as we, our
2: pauses. <laughs> <laughs> we should explain to the listeners that we're filming this like re- or recording this remotely. So like we can't actually see one another. So like every time we like pause, we're not sure if the other person's gonna like jump in and say something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the reason why. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I was gonna say um, as children, we're really taught in a way by society, not necessarily by like teachers, but just to try to always support ourselves and never at, uh, reach out for help. Mm-hmm. So getting any sort of help kind of makes us feel maybe insecure. And because we're in a, um, an education system that doesn't support people with dyslexia, as we have discussed numerous times on this podcast, <laughs> you like as a person with dyslexia, you have to reach out for help. And then it becomes maybe as we are taught to be uh, embarrassed. Like, we become embarrassed about it. The more help we ask for. Which I think is why people with dyslexia tend to maybe reach out for help less. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, um, then here's kind of a bit of a left turn because the next behavior trait is daydreamer. So, those with dyslexia are more likely to be found daydreaming throughout their day. Alma, <laughs> to what extent do you think this is, makes sense or is true?
1: Um, I think this one makes more sense. I don't necessarily know if it's true or not, but I think um, you would think because um, maybe, again, you would think people with dyslexia have a harder time engaging with the material in class because it requires so much reading and writing.
2: Alma, literally just pick the B for this one.
1: Well, true, <laughs> but
2: <laughs> I'm trying not to generalize just based on you. Yeah, but literally, I'm like daydreaming in the word. Can you say that? No, daydreaming as a person. Is that something you say? Um, embodied in a person. Let's say Embodied that. in a person. Yeah. Personified. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Wow. Oh my god. Higher level English. Um. Anyway. As Alma was saying, well, she didn't really say it, but I know she wanted
1: well, to. Well, I didn't, I didn't get to finish but
2: <laughs> Okay, I'm interrupting this for a second. You get to continue in a moment, Alma, I swear. Um, I, te- I love to daydream all the time. Like, even in this podcast, sometimes when people speak, I'm like, hmm, what should I eat for dinner today? Like, I, my mind just goes somewhere completely different. And most of the time, Alma falls victim to that. So then I forget that Alma spoke. <laughs> I'm like, so Alma, do you have anything to add? It's like really funny because I kind flashbacks, of
1: flashbacks
2: the horror. Yeah. And I kind of don't. So I'll let you continue now, Alma.
1: Thank you. <laughs> um, what I was trying to say is in class, I would see where this makes sense, this conclusion of them being daydreamers because they have a harder time or you would assume they have a harder time engaging with the material. so they'd look for something else to occupy their minds. And so as an escape, they would daydream. However, in general, I don't see why this conclusion would necessarily be reached, like, if I'm just having a conversation with Antonia. I mean, we see it as a thing, but <laughs> I-, I wouldn't have the necessary uh, explanation for it backing mm-hmm. with dyslexia. Yeah,
2: actually, Nathaniel, I'm interested in what you think on this one.
0: Um, I would say that it makes sense, again, like you said, in class, um, and also not to generalize based on just you, but Um, you sometimes daydream often, um, (laughs) like you said, um, but I think it's also kind of a positive trait because we've talked about previously, often people with dyslexia are found in careers like entrepreneur or CEO, or the ideas where you have to think of these unconventional solutions to difficult problems. And I think daydreaming a bunch is actually helpful for that.
2: Yeah, maybe actually. I mean, if you put it that way, it actually sounds a lot more positive than most people would think of it, but it makes sense, I guess.
1: Antonia just just got a new theory to back up her (laughs) daydreaming while someone is talking.
2: Of course, of course. And I have a positive excuse, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. But, like, the thing is, um, I don't know, because I have, like, an attention deficit disorder in addition to dyslexia so i don't know if this is like a dyslexic trait in general or whether it's just me being like i don't know <laughs> not very concentrated and focused but what really intrigues me is that like actually is also said that dyslexic people have like that they're very drawn to detail which is mm-hmm. interesting because like you wouldn't think that daydreaming and attention to detail goes hand in hand but a hundred percent makes sense because i have it's really weird i have like how much 100%. percent again
1: sorry i i don't think you mentioned it wait, what? oh i asked how much percent since oh my you God. mentioned the percentage
2: stop i'm like actually holding myself back from saying 100 <laughs> <laughs> <thing. laughs> percent wait i lost my trail of thought now alma what was i oh, saying? sorry uh
1: yeah you said you wouldn't think that attention to detail and daydreaming would go ahead yeah. and- okay
2: Uh, What I was trying to say is I'm awful with attention to like most detail, but I'm really good with attention to numbers, which is like really weird. And this is really besides the point again, but I wanted to ask you guys, like, do you kind of have that more? Like, do you tend to remember and pay more attention to numbers than letters? Or is that just something that maybe is a dyslexic trait again?
1: Um, I actually do have that, I think, where I tend to remember numbers more easily than letters. Mm -hmm. At least I think so. (laughs) Um, But yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. What about you, Nathaniel?
0: Um, I would say I remember letters a lot easier than numbers, considering Mm -hmm. it's taken me literal years to remember
2: my own phone number. (laughs) Uh Interesting. Because one thing I love to do, it's like one of my favorite activities, is to remember people's number plates from their cars. And I, it's like a combination of numbers and letters, but I see it kind of like as a code. And then like, I, I just do it for fun. Like I know what my mom's best friend's cousin's number, number plate is. And it's like really weird. Can I think about about um, Can you, like you repeat it for us just by any chance? <laughs> no, no, I can't use number plates. That's, like, that's <laughs> <me>. <laughs> like, our podcast episode might get taken down if I like expose someone's identity. by. Oh, identity. it was
1: a joke but um, <laughs> I have an actual serious question for you if you finish saying what you wanted to. Uh,
2: okay, sure. Uh,
1: as a person with dyslexia, did you find yourself... Was our Nathaniel and I's theory correct when we said that we would imagine that maybe people with dyslexia would daydream more in class before they um, got the necessary help for their reading problems?
2: I so. always daydreamed regardless whether I got help or not. Like do you I've think been you been... did
1: more before or it's, it doesn't <laughs> apply to our theory?
2: I wish I could say that doesn't apply to me anymore, but I feel like I have it just as much as before.
1: Oh, that's, so that's like... quite sad.
2: <laughs> Ouch.
1: For for the theory, not not for for you.
2: <laughs> no, I, it never goes away, I think. But it's fine. I actually like daydreaming. I just pay attention to things that interest me and that, to things that don't, I just don't pay attention to so i don't know (laughs) i wish i could do that i have a hard
1: time daydreaming if when i want to
2: well it's a blessing and a curse because when i daydream i sometimes come up with great ideas like most ideas i actually come up with when i'm really bored and that is when i'm in the state of daydreaming Mm -hmm. Uh, but on the other hand sometimes i miss out on really important information
1: like Oh, I've, I've experienced that firsthand.
2: <laughs> the teacher might be explaining something and then it's like, okay, now get into groups and work on what I just said. And I'm like, oh crap, what did the teacher just say? So it happens to me all the time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. <laughs> uh,
2: should
1: we move on to the next trait?
0: Yeah. So the next trait is that um, those dyslexia are more likely to be helpers. Um, how do you feel about this, Antonia? helpers
2: um i don't know i think this is again just like the class clown one um very generalized again because maybe hmm. i think I, this one
1: makes more sense
2: yeah how, how about you start then because i have no clue about this one elma
1: okay well i think <laughs> this would be based off of the fact that maybe um people with dyslexia when they're younger, again, they need this extra help, like I said earlier, because the education system does not cater to them. And so maybe they would want to pass on this fortune of having someone help them and help others in the future. Um, However, I still think it's not something you can generally say, but I think it makes a lot more sense in the class clown one, which just, again, I I still do not understand how they reach that conclusion.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nathaniel
0: and G, maybe you want to elaborate? Sure, yeah. So yeah. kind of what you guys both said. Um,
2: those that have clearly struggled with something, but then have some help, help
0: are more likely to you know, be willing to help, help others in the future with that same thing, thing, other things as well. But again, I think it really can't be generalized. And, and you know, just because you have this... Your you're more, more likely to, like, you know, jump into, like, burning building, building to help <laughs> others. <laughs>
2: exactly, yeah. It's like, the I... I would say, yeah, uh, yes, of course I help people, but I wouldn't describe, describe myself as, like, a helper, if that makes any
1: sense. I wouldn't either, Antonio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ouch. No, but, like, I don't know, to be, like, labeled as a helper, like, I just imagine a person that, like, jumps up, like, any time a person says anything and, like, does everything for that person, like, almost too much, you know? Well, I don't assume that from <laughs> the term helper. I, I just that someone who's willing that. to help. Yeah, I've just like really traumatic, like over the top, of my head about like just one person like running around from person to person. Damn, like-, <laughs> like, that's my vision as a helper. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm-
1: didn't we say that, that one of the traits of people with like is being very creative? <laughs> <laughs> Having an active mind?
2: Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Definitely. <laughs>
1: so, what, what is our reach conclusion? for um categorizing people as success helpers 100% Probably. okay 100% no or
2: <laughs> no, I, I didn't just, hear. i just wanted to say 100% i have no opinion on oh. this one okay
1: <laughs> yeah i'll give it like a, a 15% <laughs> if we're talking about a school environment
2: okay oh, i feel like we should rank all of them in percent now like we okay. bottom to top um uh, yeah. i feel like class
1: oh bottom to top okay sorry yeah. so Helper, what what did we say? Fifteen. Does that work for everyone?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fine.
1: Okay, daydreamer. I feel oh. like that one makes more sense, probably. Did, did, we, did we leave one out? Huh? Uh, yes, we did. But I I think we've okay. discussed yeah. enough traits. Okay. So- well, no, I
0: it was redundant. Like we talked about troublemaker and class clown. Okay, yeah. I thought they were kind of very analogous. Okay. Um. So we're skipping- yes. Daydreamer, like, 30 to 35%, I
2: think. I would give it way more. Like, I think maybe I'm just being biased here, but I think like, definitely, like, 70 to 80%. I think, but Antonia,
1: I think that's more um, also you, you maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, not a you problem, but just I think it, it's kind of difficult to say that um a vast majority of people with dyslexia have to be very strong daydreamers.
2: Hmm, I'm intrigued. I want to Google this. Okay, hold on. You guys continue um, evaluating. Yeah. I'll Google this because I'm intrigued. Well,
1: okay, withdrawn. I,
2: phone, I think. Sorry, maybe okay. I I just broke my phone because it's turning purple. Okay. Anyway. Oh. Okay. I'll put it later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for withdrawn, I think we said we we quite agree with that one. So maybe around seventy percent. If you agree, Nathaniel.
0: Sixty-five, perhaps.
1: Sixty-five. Okay, we'll go. Ahead. Oh,
2: okay. okay. I see.
1: We're very right. specific. Uh huh. <laughs> um insecure I think we also said we quite agree with that one
2: yeah yeah in, um, in a specific
0: area not like generally. yes yes
1: not generally mm-hmm. so, so I think if we're talking about a school environment we could probably say around 75 mm-hmm. yeah if we're talking generally much 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 lower
2: yeah that makes sense and then
1: class clown I think would be around two percent for being generous.
0: Twelve
1: percent. Twelve percent?
2: I would give it like eight percent, because I think that's like definitely not true. Okay. Okay, we have a wide variety of of true and false statements. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I while you were just ranking these, my phone was like flickering and like turning purple and green at the same time. And now it just stopped. It's normal again. So okay. All right, so
1: do we get an answer? Are or- it looks like i'm more likely to daydream
2: uh no i can google it my phone was having some fun of its own okay i'll try
1: to do a quick google while you guys (laughs) keep the audience entertained
2: um the fan you'll say something entertaining
0: um i think that it's fascinating that you are currently recording yourself on a computer am i correct
2: uh, on my ipad actually
0: on your ipad okay cool
2: i am so tech tech or no how do you say technologically advanced i don't need my phone tech okay guys
1: savvy. so
2: oh, hard to cut an incredibly
1: interesting conversation short <laughs> but what i'm getting from the internet is just because it's more of a, a visual sort of disorientation i guess <laughs> Or it requires a lot of visualizing and all of that. Apparently, that would make it more linked to dyslexia. However, there is no strong conclusion that says yes, dyslexic people are always daydreamers. You know.
2: Uh huh. Nathaniel, you have to double check your sources then.
1: Ha- no, no. This is an- <laughs> we we were discussing whether these sources are valid or not, so, or these statements are valid or not. So I think, actually, the source was quite good, Nathaniel. <laughs> i'm defending you here (laughs) okay
2: i mean oh also i continued my drawing while we were discussing this Antonio, the
1: the podcast doesn't need to hear that no
2: no (laughs) no to the point i'm doing a really good drawing of like some stick people and i think this should be our new profile picture for the podcast (laughs) what do you guys think it's like art I think that is a
0: fantastic <laughs> idea. We should put to a vote, um, but not in front of the audience because it will be very emotional.
2: We should have, like, the audience vote and then, like, get, like, two responses. <laughs> okay, so. yeah, let's do that. Because on, I think, like, Spotify or Instagram, wherever you can, like, have, people, like, write right, stuff. No, We're not actually
1: going to change our beautiful profile <laughs> picture.
2: It could be, like, just a um, picture of season two.
1: Still no. Mm, awesome.
2: Nathaniel agrees
1: no majority votes no
2: <laughs> <laughs> you count as majority
1: yes pretty much
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not a democracy I guess
1: nope
2: <laughs> I guess very sad anyway we should definitely, I'm going to perfect my drawing until the next episode um, and until then we should like um, think about what we should talk about next uh and yeah i don't know why i just said that in such a complicated to the,
1: yeah i think we should just put the, the <laughs> to end.
2: no i'm trying to say is i'm going to tell you my drawing and we'll see you guys next time uh any last remarks people no no i think we're good admit,
0: it's hard to generalize with dyslexia but there are common traits we can pull
2: yes very well said and on that note we'll see you guys next time Bye. 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 Yay.